We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, what's going on? Welcome to the Irish Breakdown Podcast. We are here on a Monday, so of course it is Little Notre Dame Recruiting Hour with myself, Ryan Roberts, Director of Scouting here at irishbreakdown.com, joined by my guy over there, Sean Davis, Recruiting Analyst as the site, as well as one of the co-hosts of the Lucky Lefty Podcast with former Notre Dame signal caller, Malik Zaire. You can follow that podcast at CFB Nation on anywhere that you get your Favorite podcast. You can also search it on YouTube, Lucky Lefty Podcast, to be able to f- follow their live show where they go. And uh, I know there was a nice little rant about the Marcus Freeman and Jared Parker press conference that was on there today. And I know we'll probably be asked a ton about that. We'll hit the mail back at the end, folks. Make sure to put the MB in front of the conversation so that we can start that for the mailbag portion, which will be the second segment of today's show. The first segment, though, Sean. One that I am excited about, man, because it is a position that I hold near and dear to my heart. That's the linebacker position. So we're going to talk about the 2024 class for Notre Dame, the state of the linebacker board as we see it. We're going to hit a lot of names today. We're going to watch a lot of film. It's going to be a lot of fun here, obviously, on the Irish Breakdown podcast, being able to look at the future potentially of Notre Dame football. But, Sean, I will not lie to anybody here. I look at this board. I look at the state of the coaching staff, some things that we've been talking about a lot. The linebacker board's a little bit of a wild card right now, Sean. A lot of talented players on the board, but I would be lying to everyone out there in the Notre Dame space if I said I am 100% confident in how this class is going to finish out for Notre Dame. A lot of talent, but there are certainly some question marks for linebacker recruiting in 2024. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Deep position in your, in your, as you watch film and we start to build not only the guys that Notre Dame is interested in, but we just look across the country. It's a pretty deep position nationally. It really is, especially when it comes to the flexibility of guys that you can even project to move inside if they're projecting as a safety-type, rover-type. You know, maybe Notre Dame is even looking at some of the bigger safeties that we talked about last week yep. as some guys that actually can project to rover or down the line to inside, whether it's, you know, the wheel or middle linebacker. So it's just interesting the way the board begins to break out. Well, Sean, it's a really – because me and Brian, I think we're talking about this the other day, and I think this is a great way to start the class, is that 2024 is a very interesting linebacker cycle, to your point, because there's a lot of really talented and long athletes on the board. Absolutely. I would I wouldn't say it's a top heavy group, but I would say there's a lot of depth in this class. Like there's a lot of dudes. I'm like, there's another six three linebacker that can run. There's another six four linebacker that maybe could even play Viper. Like there's a yeah. lot of talent in this group. Some of it is unrefined, which is interesting. But I think one thing that we need to talk about if you're in Notre Dame's perspective, which I think is interesting, is you've had back to back awesome linebacker classes, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, Nolan Ziegler is not – I mean, sorry, is not Joshua Burnham in the 2022 cycle is not playing linebacker anymore. He's playing Viper now. Junior Toya Lamaca is also playing some Viper on the defensive line for Notre Dame. But you still had those two in that class. You had Nolan Ziegler. You had Jalen Sneed. The 2023 group is made up of Drake Bowen, Jay Nosbury, and Preston Zinter, all guys that are also early enrollees for Notre Dame this spring – so, I mean, the last two years, you have pulled seven extremely talented linebackers in the 2022 and 2023 cycles. So what I think is interesting is that 2024, I think you can take some gambles on some kids, right? I think this is one where you don't need an immediate guy that can come in and be a dog from day one. You can take maybe a 6'3 athletic type who's maybe a couple years from playing incredible upside, but maybe the floor is not as substantial as maybe like a Drake Bowens is, for instance, right? So I think that this is an interesting class for Notre Dame because I think it does match up with what they need. You know, they can take some gambles in the 2024 class and say, hey, that guy might not be a contributor in 2024 season, but 2025, 2026, they could be a dude if developed properly. So that's why I'm looking at this class and I agree with you. I think that there's a lot of really high-level talent. It's just not a lot of like high floor guys, if that makes sense. And it seems like they're casting a much wider net, in my opinion. I think the previous two classes, like you said, they identified the guys they want and they went and got on, developed relationships early. 
and we're able to get them in the class. And a linebacker position pretty much has been done probably earlier than any other position for Notre Dame, which makes sense with the head coach being who he is yeah. <laughs> and his guy. Uh, and he changed that immediately as a defensive coordinator, right? Yep. That was the first position he identified that there needs to be an upgrade in length and athleticism. And he started that trend and it continued on into the 22 class. So, I mean, 23 class. For the 24 class, they're casting a much wider net diversity, different types of linebackers that we're going to look at today. And there's a little bit of something for everybody, right? Yes. I, I'm going to be checking out the chat to see, but I think certain people are going to jump at certain film in the chat and others are going to jump at other uh, players when they see them on film. So it should be interesting to see how uh, IB Nation falls in love with the prospects that we show today. And I, I love the projection of some of these guys too, because we've already talked about Joshua Burnham's playing Viper full time. Junior Trey yeah. Labak is playing some Viper already. Yeah. Like I think that the more athletic pieces you get on the second level, the more opportunities you have to also transition guys to Viper, transition former Vipers to make big ends. Big ends now become interior defense alignment. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a trend. Whether we talk about guys that are NFL players or college football players. That trend has really started to unfold before our eyes more and more recently. Like the, you know, corners become safeties. Outside linebackers become inside linebackers. Linebackers yeah. become vipers. Vipers become strong side defensive ends and so on and so forth. And that's the maturation of the position. The game is getting faster, which means that you have to counteract that, especially off uh, defensively. So I think that's what I look like, man. And it's going to be interesting, man. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. And we're going to obviously look at some film here today. We're going to break this up basically into two different segments to start the show. And then we'll have the mailbag at the end, Sean. We're going to talk about what the priority list might look like for Notre Dame. And again, this could always change. We've talked about this over the last couple of weeks. But Notre Dame continues to add more and more talented linebackers to the board, right? So – the priority list might very well change over the next few weeks. It could. There might be a guy where you get super high traction with quickly. Maybe you didn't think you would. They move to the top of the list. Maybe you'll lose traction with another. They move down to just kind of the secondary board. But we're going to talk about what we think is more of the priority players so far in 2024 for Notre Dame. And, Sean, I think that we should start. It's an interesting conversation because Notre Dame just missed on his teammates in the 2024 cycle, and that was – of course, Pey- uh, Peyton Woodyard, who was a very talented uh, safety, excuse me, out of St. John Bosco out there in California. St. John Bosco, tremendous football uh, football program, just won the state championship at their level out, out there in California, beat Modern Day in an epic game down the stretch of the season. So they missed on Peyton Woodyard, Notre Dame did. He ended up at Georgia. We are told by sources close, you know, trusted sources, that his teammates, Kingston, Viliamo Asa, who is a 2023 linebacker listed at six foot three, 230 pounds, Sean. Again, we're going to play some, some fill that here as we kind of work through it. But this is a really talented kid, Sean. And I'll, I'll be very honest about this. When I talked about this a little bit in shows and on the message board in the past, Kingston, because I've met Kingston in person before. I've talked to him several times now uh, outside of, you know, just in person. This is a very soft-spoken kid, man. Very respectful. Great kid. I mean, he's a yes-sir type dude, right? 
but he doesn't let much off off the chest, right? Like it doesn't leaves everything very close to the vest. He's one of those kids. He's a silent assassin type of linebacker, right? Like he's not going to say much, he's not going to talk much, but he's just going to get stuff done. And he is a top 150, pretty much consensus across the board player in the in the class of 2024, top 100 by a couple different platforms. A lot of big time programs are coming after Kingston. Despite that, Sean, Notre Dame is pretty. They're they're pretty happy with their standing with Kingston right now. He's been on campus before, which again, great for a California kid to get on campus. He fe- meets all the values that you would expect out of a Notre Dame player. Very soft spoken, very intelligent, studious, all that great stuff. Right, great character, and there is a lot of optimism that he could be a legitimate target for Notre Dame, and that they could close on him whenever he eventually does make his make his decision. I will be forthcoming. I'm not as optimistic as our sources closer to Notre Dame. I'm not. Because I think that, yes, I think Kingston likes Notre Dame. Been been on board with that. I also think he likes other schools. And I just, I don't know how far he's going to stray away from the West Coast. I just don't know that, man. I just don't know. So I'm a little less optimistic than maybe some people, some sources that we have are. But regardless, I understand why he is a priority for Notre Dame. Because this kid is 6'3", 230. Can run well, but man, he is violent, violent, violent football player. I really do like Kingston, man. They grow some dudes out there and say John Bosco. I watched the film, and the one thing that jumps out to me is his anticipation, right? Like, if you guys haven't already, you know, follow Ryan Roberts and all of his NFL draft stuff he does for CFB Nation. You start to pick up terms when talking about prospects and when you watch film because he's so smart at it his anticipation and what he sees and his ability to go. Like we've talked about the Notre Dame linebackers and say, man, they have to be activated. It seems like they have to be activated with the call or have to be activated with some type of blitz or something. It seems like he understands like his delay blitz. He's in coverage. He sees the running back stand in. Here he comes. He recognizes that for me, that's the one thing that stood out from watching this, the early part of his film and then you talk about his speed, how he gets to the ball, and he gets there with mean intentions. And then I think one or two of the first clips were like his drop coverage, and he had a pick six. That was something else. So he has extreme versatility at the linebacker position. You can bring him off the edge. He can play inside. It's a lot of different things and different positions he can play, which for me, he's going to play early if he, when he gets to Notre Dame or if he gets to Notre Dame. Like I don't think this is yeah. a guy that you watch sit for a full year, full year and a half. I think this is the type of guy, by the time it gets to week six, six or seven, he's on the field and getting 15 to 20 snaps. Now, he's Sean, just that good. Sean, can I can I make a comp here and you tell me if it's ridiculous or if you sure. agree with it? Yeah. So but just from a body type perspective and a game perspective, because we see him now, you know, he plays all over the second level. He's been on line of scrimmage a little bit. Yeah. I see Junior Tua Lamaca, but in a more souped-up version. Like I think he's a bet more athletic Junior Tua mm. Lamaca, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I mean that, that's just kind of what I see, man. Like I, I, I really think that he again, really he diagnosed the play so quickly. I think he he's does. got great eyes. He does incredible instincts for a linebacker his age. And what, the one thing I love, Sean, because this is the disconnect that happens with linebackers sometimes. They see it, they read it, 
You yeah. know that they see it because their eyes in the right spot, but then they don't right. trigger. They don't go, right? They right. hesitate. Mm-hmm. There's no hesitation to how Kingston plays, man. No. He he gets downhill in a hurry. And I think someone com- I think it may have been yeah, Antoine Johnson t- commented on his coverage skills. And I agree, King, uh, uh, Antoine. I think Kingston is actually a, a guy that wrote, holds his own in pass coverage. I don't know if he's ever going to be like a crazy upside pass coverage guy. But, like, he looks smooth transitioning. He's got pretty yeah. quick feet. He's able to stay attached. Like, And, I mean, look at that physicality coming off the edge, man. Like, there's – here he is at fullback downhill a little bit, which is always mm-hmm. fun. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Pancaking a dude halfway in the end zone, never a bad thing. Uh, but, I mean, Sean, I think it's the biggest thing for me is that he is considered, along with Peyton Woodyard also, another quick note, he's considered a leader of this defense, which is – Silly talented man. Like we talk about Peyton, we talk about Kingston. They also have uh, Jason Mitchell, who would just transferred over from Sarah High School, who's going to play on the back end this year as well at safety, who's another key target for Notre Dame at the safety position. I actually had an update on him uh, earlier this week at irishbreakdown.com, and it's it's going to be an impactful spot, I think, to try to get into California more and more because Notre Dame's had their wins in the past, but it's not a place that they frequented a ton. And St. John Bosco is definitely not a school, Sean, for me. Like, they just haven't gotten into St. John Bosco. And that's one yeah. of the premier programs in all of high school football. Like, you need to get into those type of places. Well, one, this is when you take advantage of a lull, right? Whether it's a particular school having a bad year or being a disconnect with the defensive coordinator. I just don't think a lot of coaches or big-time players out in California – are exactly excited about Alex Grinch's defense at USC, right? Because, look, let's be real. Modern day, Bosco, that's USC. When USC is at its height, they get everybody that comes from those schools, all the best players normally. And I think what you're seeing with guys that are coming from that school that are actually going to other places or have other schools at the top of their list, you're seeing that disconnect. They're watching that. USC defense is saying to themselves, like, yeah, I could go there and play early, but is that a benefit to me to go play early just because they don't really have the bodies? Or do I go somewhere else that I know I can be developed and get played at my best and help me get to the next level? So, you know, it's one of those things where there's a lull there. Notre Dame has an opportunity to take advantage of it. And hopefully with a player like this, they can get them on campus for another visit during the spring and ultimately close the door and lock them into that 24 class. And I think that's going to be incredibly beneficial and very, I think it's going to be indicative of how serious the interest is. Sean. I think it's a great note. He's been on campus at Notre Dame before, which is great. Yeah. So getting a California kid on campus is a fantastic first step. Yeah. Talk about Jason Robinson getting the Boston College for the snow game, and that one's looking a lot more likely than maybe it once did as he was committed to USC, right? Yeah. I think that you look at that and say that's a great step, but in order for it to be a, a real thing, to be serious, you need to get him on – you need to get him on campus – again, this spring, this summer. That will surely show, that'll be an indicator of, is Kingston like Notre Dame or does he love Notre Dame? That's a big mm-hmm. difference, right? There's a bit, that's a big differentiation. So hopefully getting back on him campus will be big for Notre Dame. We'll see obviously how everything turns out, but it's going to be interesting to watch. Sean, I think we also need to note, each one of these players there's three different linebacker spots in, in Notre Dame's defense. I probably should have kicked off with this, but you know, whatever. 
middle linebacker, weak yeah. side linebacker, and then a rover. We're talking about all three of those positions today. We're not just talking about inside linebackers. We're also talking about the rover position, which is going to lead me now to the next guy who, so I'll be very honest, he's one of my favorite players in the 2024 class of anybody. That includes Notre Dame targets. Mm-hmm. That includes just players that Notre Dame is not targeting at all. This is Tyland Singleton, who is a linebacker out of Manny High School in Louisiana. I know what you're thinking. LSU's backyard. The same backyard that just got us Jay Nosberry in the 2023 cycle. I have talked to Tyland several times. Tyland Singleton fits Notre Dame, and I think he really likes Notre Dame. I truly do. Last time I spoke to him, he was setting up a visit, hopefully to Notre Dame sometime this spring. If not, I do believe he'll make it this summer. And I wouldn't be surprised if after that, and this is me reading into it, this is not directly from Thailand, but if the visit goes well, whenever he makes his unofficial, I wouldn't be surprised if there's an official visit to Notre Dame at some point. I would not be surprised about it. This kid is the rover that we're talking about today. I do know that there's some people, though, Sean, that also think that this kid could play Will Linebacker eventually if his body's developed properly. But, man, I love this kid, man. Look at this speed, Sean. That's the speed we need, buddy. That's the speed we need. I legitimately think, I don't know if you agree with this. Love to hear your your insight on it. I think he could play safety on the college level. I do. But as a, as a, as a rover, kid's special in my opinion. He could be a really good safety in the next level, or he could be special at rover in the box. You know who he reminds me of? Um, Let me hear it. Oh man, Brian said Brandon Hillman last time I talked to him, but I don't know if you see yeah, that at all. Brandon Hillman, but I'm like projecting him to college as far as how he can be used. Yeah, the first name is escaping me. You know, okay. the Simmons kid from Isaiah Princeton. Simmons. That's what Isaiah Simmons. There you go, because yeah. they used him as a safety slash rover slash whatever they wanted to do with him, they were able to do it. He's if yes. you have this type of guy on your defense, you can put him wherever you want to put him. Yeah. Right. Because that that works. Look, you go watch LSU play. Tyron Matthew played linebacker in certain th- in certain formations for LSU. So did the Jamal way- Adams. So did Jamal yes. Adams. Yes. Yeah. The way they used him. So it's all about the talent and the coach being able to utilize the talent. So he's just a talent. I wouldn't even put a position on him, Ryan. Just get him, and we'll figure out how to best use him. Whether it's br- blitzing, putting him in the box putting them back in safety, spying the quarterback, whatever. You just get the talent and let him do his thing. You, you know, I, I have a, I have a little bit of a thought on Tyland Singleton too, Sean, and I know people are going to be like, you know, that's a little crazy or whatever it is, but I have a better feeling on Tyland Singleton standing with Notre Dame than I do of any linebacker on this list today, in my opinion. Again, I think there's going to be a preconceived. Here's he play, here he is playing cornerback, by the way, because why not? Right, and he's, with this and type he's of comfortable. Athlete. He's yeah, comfortable. Man. Yes, he is he's a, in a slot now. Sean, I, I, I mean, honestly, man, we are. This is a diff. This is a modern day second level defender. Like you don't see these dudes 10, 15 years ago. All due respect to the game, no. the, this guy can run for days, man. This is a crazy athlete, both explosively, straight line speed. It's all incredible. But my original point is, and again, I'm not predicting him to Notre Dame ultimately because recruiting can go so many different ways. And I don't know how, you know, 
I don't know how visits are going to go. I don't know people around him is enough at this point. But I'm telling you, Tylen Singleton would fit at Notre Dame 100%. And I think Tylen Singleton really likes Notre Dame. So I actually feel pretty positively about where Notre Dame is with Tylen Singleton. And I'll be uh, more honesty, right? More transparency. I don't feel great about most of the guys on this list today. I don't. Unfortunately, unfortunately. But I feel pretty good about where they are with Thailand. I think they've done a good job with Thailand. I think yeah. that they have been in on him. I think they've been making him a priority. I feel that he thinks that he is a priority. He feels it, which is huge. And he's one of those kids from Louisiana, like we just saw with Jay Nosbury, yeah. that, yes, everything about him says SEC. Everyone about him says you're staying in the Southeast. Look at that athleticism. Look at that play style. Look where you grow to go to high school. But there's something about Tylen Singleton that for me says that's a Notre Dame kid at the end. That's a Notre Dame kid. So we'll see how it all shakes out. We'll see what it ends up looking like. We'll see if Notre Dame can land Tylen Singleton. But there's something there, Sean, where I look at him and say, I think that's him, man. I think that he's I think he has a chance to end up at Notre Dame. There's something about it. Ultimate question is going to be who's going to be the main recruiter. Is it going to be Marcus Freeman? Um, how much is Max Bullock going to be involved, the new linebacker GA? How much is your defensive coordinator, Al Golden, going to be involved? Do you allow Chris O'Leary to get involved in it? You know, so it's going to be interesting. Marcus Freeman has always says he's the main recruiter for everyone in the program, but. Al Golden is doing a pretty good job. But wouldn't you say this? He can identify good players. <laughs> now, whether or not he can recruit them, <laughs> get them to know the game, we have to we have to wait and see. But he can definitely identify some talented young men. Now, so I mean, I, I mean, we're going to talk about a few guys in the new section of this podcast later. Where, I mean, yeah, man, if you, if you told like if I would I would be very honest and be like, hey, I really like that offer. Right. Like I really like I think that they did a tremendous job identifying that play. I don't think that there's a lack of I I think that Al Golden has a great football mind and eye for the game. I do. It's just, you know, the recruiting efforts is something that we just have a lot of questions with right now. And it's okay to have those questions right now, man. Prove me wrong. I hope Al Golden proves me wrong. I hope he is. I hope he comes out and he lands three of these dudes and he continues this linebacker trend that we've seen over the last couple of years. It's just not where we are right now. Just yeah. not where we are right now. But he can change yeah. it. I hope he does. I, At the end of the day, I, I, someone on Twitter accused me of uh, wanting the worst for the Notre Dame program. Yeah, right, man. I want Notre Dame to be a national championship every year for the ne- years of next or every year to come. Stop with that. I just want people to be held accountable. I don't think that that's a bad thing to hold people accountable. That's how growth is is maintained. That's how growth is elicited. So we'll see what happens, man. But ultimately, I like where Notre Dame is with Tylen Singleton. You mentioned an interesting note, Sean. You mentioned Max Bola, who is, of course, the new graduate assistant who will be working with the linebackers this year. Yeah. Formerly coached at Alabama as a graduate assistant, was a star linebacker for Michigan State, also spent some time in the NFL with the Houston Texans. I think it's a great hire, by the way. I don't know if you agree with that, but I thought it was a really slam dunk hire for where you were. Everything I've heard about um, the young man, he's from Traverse City up there in Michigan, which I believe is the home for, is that Josh Burnham that's from Traverse City as well? That's what I thought, yeah. I believe so, yeah. 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 So, 
that's that connection. And I hear great things from him, from a lot of people. I actually talked to one of his former teammates that I know that works in the business, the radio business up here in Chicago. And he raves about this guy as a, as a teacher and as a recruiter. So yeah. I'm looking forward to see what he can do. And we had a great question about the linebacker. So we actually had, I'm going to bring it up now, USMA87 with a great question. He said, will the linebacker GA, that is Max Bolo, of course, be involved in recruiting? I wasn't sure how much they can do. Yes, they can be involved in recruiting. They're not going to be out on the road. But, I mean, when they come for visits, when they talk ball, I mean, the biggest thing, and um, we're going to talk about Peyton Pierce here for a second because I think it's a great segue, Sean, is that Peyton Pierce had developed a great relationship with James Laurinaitis, who, of course, went to Ohio State this offseason. Great relationship with him. Max Bullock can be that same type of resource in recruiting, you know, being able to sit down when recruits come on campus, talking ball, selling the program, this is how a linebacker sees the game, former, you know, high-level, three-time All-Big Ten player, playing the NFL for a handful of years. There's a lot of value that Max Bullock can bring to that conversation. So, yes, they can be involved, U.S. It's just they're not going to be on the road recruiting, obviously. They're not going to be out and about with the rest of the position coaches. They they have the restrictions in that regard. But GAs can be involved for what they are able to do. Yes, absolutely. But, Sean, that's a great conversation piece, though, because you mentioned Max Bullock. I want to talk about – Peyton Pierce, who's a – I love Joy, Texas, 6'2", 230 pounds. I'm going to play some of his film. It's going to be sophomore film, actually, because he only played in a couple games during his junior year because he was dealing with an injury. And, Sean, so, Sean, this is an interesting situation. If we would have talked about this about three weeks a month ago, I would have said this was the kid I feel best about by far. Like, no conversation. Because of the job James Laurinaitis has done, recruiting this kid. He, after his visit during junior day, spoke so highly of Coach Laurinaitis and be able to sit down with him, watch film, talk ball. And that relationship meant so much to him. And honestly, I felt like he was almost a, I don't want to say foregone conclusion, but I thought Notre Dame was the easy front runner. Like it wasn't even close in my opinion at that point. Well, things have shifted a little bit since then, Sean. James Laurinaitis leaves, and there are now a lot of question marks because the point blank period to it is is that James Laurinaitis was the main recruiter for Peyton Pierce. That's the point blank to it. He had mentioned Marcus Freeman, which every recruit mentions Marcus Freeman to your points, right? He's a dog on the recruit trail. He mentioned Al Golden very briefly. And since the loss of of James Laurinaitis – I don't have a great vibe on Notre Dame standing here, Sean. I think they can recover, but at the end of the day, it's going to be very dependent on efforts. Big effort. Al Golden, Max Bola, those guys need to step up and step up quick, or else I think they have a chance to lose him. And I think that they had a great standing with him, but I think things have changed a little bit. And I like him, man. This is a true Mike in this system, in my opinion. 6'2", 230. Again, we're watching sophomore film here, Sean. We're watching sophomore film, which is even more impressive. So I think that Notre Dame still has a shot, but they are definitely not in the position that they were a couple weeks ago. Once again, when we turn this film on and we get the kids that are on their radar or kids that they've offered, we turn on the film and we say, man, okay, I see see why. We've yet to be disappointed. 
But the disappointment is we felt like this kid was, you know, if you won't say, I felt like he was pretty much in the bag. That's the way I felt. Like, oh, okay. Like, we we got one that's on the way. And then James Laurinaitis goes to Ohio State. And, you know, that was a lull. But like you said, Max Bullock, everything I've heard about him is that he's a great recruiter. He's great at it. And he's going to get even better. So hopefully things kind of leveled off rather than dipping when it comes for Peyton Pierce. They just kind of leveled off. Maybe he took a wait-and-see approach. And once he gets an opportunity to talk to Max Bullock or anyone else that's, you know, spearheading his recruitment, he locks in. Because, you know, you could talk about players loving particular coaches and everything, but at the end of the day, Notre Dame is Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame is Notre Dame. And I believe not only Peyton, but the people around him understand what that means. Yep. I, I mean, and at the end of the day, because I, I know – Nathan Milton, who was formerly Milton fan, just asked on here, said, Ryan, is Ohio State the frontrunner for Peyton now? Milton, I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say – this is my opinion on this one, Sean and everybody out there. I Look, I think that Peyton Bo- – I mean Peyton Bone. Peyton, <laughs> please, let's not talk about Peyton Bone on the shadow anymore. Peyton Pierce, I would say it was Notre Dame, a nice little gap, and then a few other schools, right, like the Oklahomas of the world and some schools like that. I think the issue now is that the loss of James Laurinaitis has kind of leveled the playing field a little bit. And with that fact in mind, I think that Ohio state is one of the schools that are in perfect situation now where with James Laurinaitis and that relationship that he's developed already coming in and just kind of continuing to, to, you know, present the, the person that he is and, you know, now has the opportunity to show, that Ohio State is maybe a better option for him. I think Ohio State does have a big opportunity to sell it to him real quick. I, I do. I think they're one of those teams now that since it's a little more open now, they have the chance to be high in this conversation. But I wouldn't say right now this is like Ohio State's the leader. No, I don't think so. I think that it's just more open than it once was. Like Sean said, and I kind of alluded to, I think that Notre Dame was – here and then there was probably like four or five schools that were here if you're watching on youtube right like there was just a bit of separation there i just think now it's a lot more cloudy and there's a lot more schools that are a little bit more packed together than they once were so that's where it is so you know we'll see i think notre dame could get back into it i think that if there's effort put on the recruiting trail with a peyton pierce i think peyton's dad peyton pad really likes notre dame i think peyton really likes notre dame but at the end of the day Peyton Pierce and his family are ones that are built off of relationships. And the the core of this, the foundation of this, is that his main relationship with Notre Dame was James Laurinaitis. That was his number one relationship here. So at the end of the day, they'll have to get back in this conversation very quickly, but it's just very muddled right now as far as, I don't think there's a clear leader. But Notre Dame still has a chance. Again, they just need to get back into get back into the race, man, because I think we see this film and we know this is a good football player, man. It's a really, really good football player. I mean, you see him on the edge, you see him playing Mike, you see him play a little bit of Will at some times in this. Like this is a this is a versatile second level defender that I think fits into a really nice Mike linebacker on the next level. So like Peyton Pierce 
Aton, and Notre Dame is still going to push for him tough, hard. It's just about making up ground that you may have lost a little bit of momentum there. Sean, I want to talk about the next guy. A guy that was actually pretty recently offered about a month ago. It's been, you know, it hasn't been too long. I want to talk about Cole Sullivan, who is a linebacker out of Central Catholic in Pennsylvania. Now, if you're out there and you're like, Central Catholic in Pennsylvania, that sounds very familiar. And it should. Because Notre Dame has frequented the school a decent amount, Sean, in the past. You talk about the Heinish brothers, Kurt, and now obviously Donovan Heinish is on the class, is in on the team currently. I think oh, some most people, I think, in this chat, because I know that we have a lot of people that follow the game, the program closely, they probably also remember David Adams, who was a really good linebacker coming out of high school, but he had some shoulder injuries at Notre Dame, was forced to retire a little bit early. They were also recruiting. Anthony Specca, who is a linebacker that is now committed to that is now committed to uh, Penn State, that they that they were recruiting for a little bit there as well. Uh, they were in a really good spot early on with Anthony Specca, and then they kind of just made a decision that you know there was probably other linebackers they liked a little bit better. So he ends up at, at Penn State. Well, Sean, they they have taken a liking to another linebacker on Central Catholic. This is Mister Cole Sullivan, who. I'm going to get his film up here in a second. He is much more of a – you're going to see him playing basically a rover position for Central Catholic. He's playing out in space, overhang position. But we have gathered from sources that Notre Dame actually likes him as an inside linebacker at the next level. They don't see him as the rover potentially on the Notre Dame level. So I I think he's an interesting piece, Sean. So for this one, I mean, honestly, I would like to just watch film with you for a second, man, and just be like, you know, this is what we like. This is what we see. Because we have not really talked about him on this podcast before. Like, we really haven't. So, but he's a guy that Notre Dame needs to know because he's a guy that Notre Notre Dame fans need to know, excuse me, because he's a guy that Notre Dame does like a lot. So this is Cole Sullivan, Central Catholic. You're going to see him out in space a ton. Sean, he's got kind of that wiry frame. You know, he's a taller kid, listed at six foot three. I think he's got some good foot quickness, man. I think he moves pretty well in space. Here you see him working off the edge a little bit. I think the length is pretty nice there. I think there's some developmental potential for Cole Sullivan. I do. Yeah. It was, it, you know what was ironic? Because we looked at his rankings. I remember when he got his offer and announced his offer. It was, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was right after the Laura Nidus news. And he was one of the first guys that was offered by Al Golden. And we're like, okay. It's like, no ranking? Like, man, we were questioning, like, man, is this is this a reach? And then we started to watch his film, and we're like, okay. Because his film shows one of the things, look, what's been a weakest weakness for the Notre Dame linebacker core? Playing, Playing in space. space. Yeah. And his, his, all of his film is pretty much – Showing that he can play his space. So it feels a need, and it shows that the staff is very aware of what they inherited and what they currently have yeah, and what they need to bring in. So it's interesting, man, because, again, you're looking at this player and you're like, that's a rover because he's literally mm-hmm. playing rover and he's pretty rangy and he's got some length to him. Yeah. But Notre Dame likes him as an inside linebacker. Like they see him more as like a will linebacker. He's a true inside guy, which is, again, I think it goes back to our initial conversation of 
guys, guys fitting, you know, kind of projecting to different spots and translating that athleticism in different areas. How do you feel about that? Like you get a kid that is obviously comfortable in space. He's obviously comfortable in space. Yeah. And then moving him to the line of scrimmage. Like if if you have instincts and you have physicality, I mean, at the end of the day, you can do it. I just more want to see like how does he see the game? Does he see is he like right there? He saw that game very he saw, saw that play that very, very quickly. Fast. Yeah. Good eyes there, man. And the more you more you see him play, you're like, okay, here's some more reps working inside. This isn't a guy that's just used in space. He's just right now a six three. 200 pound linebacker. That's what he is. So oh, he plays out in space a little bit. But he's, that, yeah. He's a Martin Stonebreaker, bro. <laughs> you think so? Oh, dude. Stonebreaker would identify him and Ned Bolcar on the inside would just identify and just. I mean, I encourage people. Barry Alvarez's best game, without a doubt, was the USC game in 88. Without his best call game without question. You just go watch the first half and the ways he just took Rodney Pete, just totally out of that game. I'm like, and it was his linebackers. He did, man, he just allowed his linebackers to disrupt everything. I felt like they blitzed every down double R. It it just looked like they blitzed every down, which is incredible with the passing game that the Trojans had. So when I watch this kid, he reminds me, of that type of linebacker that has that type of recognition and just goals. Yeah. And once again, look, the kids that we're showing today, if they get in the uniform, I I don't think we'll be on post-game shows saying, man, I just wish it's obvious these guys just won't activate. They just won't come downhill. That's not the problem with the guys we're showing today on film. All of these young men seem very comfortable. Sean, you made a you made a great point too that Notre Dame has had linebackers that may struggle in space a little bit. One of the yeah. reasons for that is a lack of length. Mm-hmm. One thing that Cole Sullivan brings to the game is that he is long, man. He's six three with some length. I mean, you see him disrupt passing lanes a ton. You see the length and explosiveness he has. He's a very interesting player in that mold because I mean, you're going to go potentially from. I mean, let's call where we are right now, right? You have JD Bertrand who's right around six foot. You have Jack Kaiser, who might be 6'1", somewhere in that ballpark, right? But now you're talking about Nolan Ziegler was 6'3". You're talking about, you know, a Jane Osbury that has really good length for his position. And you're talking about, if you're able to get a Cole Sullivan, now you're talking about 6'3". Like, Preston yeah. Sincer was 6'3". Like, you are getting a lot longer on the second level, which is one good thing. Which is one good thing here. Here he is coming down on kickoff, which is another thing that I think you could see from Cole Sullivan relatively early in his career is that <laughs> he could he could be a, a long snapper <laughs> well i want to run it down on kickoffs hey. i want to run down kickoffs man long yeah. snappers have fantastic nfl careers man <laughs> nothing wrong they do. With it, man they last nothing about wrong. 10 years <laughs> they play limited minutes or limited snaps so i don't know if you also i, I think the one interesting thing that you know, it's 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 lost a little bit. It's all lost a little bit, but when you're talking about these types of kids, and you talk about the, the Heinish brothers, for instance. Yeah. Those kids bring a a 
personality to the game and a hunger right. to the game because of where they come from, in my right. opinion. They right. do. Right. They're Pittsburgh kids. They're hard workers, yeah. most of them. And I think that Cole Sullivan does bring some of those traits. I know that it's yeah. a it's a really cliche thing, right? And it's a it's definitely a putting everyone in the same box, a stereotyping thing. Like I get that. I'm not trying to stereotype people. I'm really not. But typically, when you talk about football players that were born and raised and played football in Pittsburgh, you're talking about tough football players, man. And at linebacker, a defensive line. There's a lot of there's a lot of variance to having those types of players, in my opinion. I think there's a lot lot that could help there. I forgot right. I was on mute for a second. Uh oh, I wasn't looking at the screen either, so I couldn't even tell you. My apologies. No, man, you were spot on. You were spot on. Yeah, yeah. So, Sean, that, that's kind of where we are with as far as what the big board looks like. I'll, I mean, a couple quick notes on some other guys on the board before we start looking at some of these fresher recruits that guys that have been offered more recently, which I think will be a lot of fun because that one's going to be more, I mean, I'll have a couple updates as far as like visits and stuff in that conversation, but that's going to be fun because we get to just talk about players for the first time that we haven't really talked about on this podcast and just watch some film, which I think was going to be a great time. Excuse me. But here is kind of, again, these are guys that are still at the top of the list, I would say, for Notre Dame, Sean, but guys that maybe just isn't as much traction with right now. I mean, we talked, we just talked about, we just talked about four different players where I think Notre Dame's in it good, to, you know, very good standing with most of those guys. I think they have legitimate chances at Kingston, Viliamo, Asa, Peyton Pierce, Cole Sullivan, and Tylen Singleton. I think they have legitimate chances with each one of those players. Some other players that are high talents that I just don't think there's a lot of traction with. I just wanted to throw out a Darius Hayes' name real quick from Largo, Florida. Look, at the end of the day, he just committed to the University of Florida about a month and a half ago. I think Notre Dame, you know, tried to keep traction with him. It was, you know, I think they still have intention to keep recruiting him a little bit, but I just don't think that there's enough traction where it's going to make any sense to, you know, kind of have those resources there. So I just don't think – I think they kind of missed their window a little bit with the Darius Hayes. That's just kind of where we're at with the Darius, right? Two other guys, Sammy Brown from Jefferson High School in Georgia and then Aaron Childs from um, from Good Counsel, excuse me, only Maryland. Two guys, especially Sammy Brown, I think that they Notre Dame was actually in a pretty good early spot with Sammy Brown. I think there was a lot of intrigue. He'd been on campus before at Notre Dame. Just don't think that there's enough to pull him out of the Southeast. Like, I just ultimately don't think there is. Aaron Childs, I never really thought there was that much traction with at all. Sammy Brown, I do think that there was some for Notre Dame, and I actually thought they were an okay standing early, but I just don't think that they're going to get him out of the state of Georgia ultimately. So that's just kind of where we are with a couple of those guys. Really good football players. They're going to be really good football players on the college level. Yeah. Just don't think Notre Dame has much of a shot. Like, I love our Darius Hate. Darius Hayes is, is, hey, well, it goes without saying. Like the day he posted that he was committing, it was like a gut punch, right? Because he was pretty much the the gift we were looking for under the Christmas. You know how you write out the Christmas list? And if you had to choose one out of whatever you wrote down, like if I couldn't get anything else, this is the one. (laughs) That's kind of the feeling with Darius Hayes at the linebacker position. And quick shout out to the Florida Gators, Sean. Yeah. Their linebacker class in 2024 is 
stupid, man. They got stupid. a Darius Hayes and Miles Graham. I'm like, yeah, I knew they were going to get Miles. I Notre Dame tried to recruit Miles Graham, and I think Notre Dame uh, Notre Dame actually did a pretty good job with Miles Graham early. But I mean, his dad went to Florida, right? Ernest yeah. Graham went to Florida, and it yeah. was just that was yeah, home for him. Much. So yeah. yeah, it was too much. But Florida's done, Florida's done a really good job recruiting linebacker, which is you know good for them. It's awesome for them. But, Sean, I really want to start in on some of these kids that Notre Dame has offered pretty recently. Within the last month, you know, maybe a month and some change, a lot of linebackers have been added to this list. We're going to show some film on these guys, and we're also going to talk about position that they potentially profile to best. So, Sean, let's go out west for a second, man. I'm going to start with Yelm High School, out Mm. in Yelm High School, out in the state of Washington. This young man's name is Braden Platt who this is an intriguing football player. I'm just, we're just going to watch some film, and I'll give a little bit of just kind of the particulars about Braden Platt, who is a listed anywhere from six foot two, six foot one, 220, 235, somewhere in that ballpark. Plays a lot of running back. As you can see, ran over somebody in space, hurdled someone. Hate to have this film's a little bit dark, but it is what it is. You know, that not much there's not much sunlight in the state of Washington, I guess. Oh man. Sean, this kid though, 6'2, 225, 230 pounds, somewhere in that ballpark. Listed at running a 465. He is a 200 plus foot javelin thrower in the state of Washington. This kid is a legit high D1 caliber javelin thrower. At his level, like he could play, he can go to basically any school in the country and throw javelin. Any school in the country, he's that type of dude. But of course, he also does that. Does that? He can move a little bit, Sean. That's two hundred thirty pounds running, man. He can, <laughs> he, can move, he can move a little bit, man. He can move a little bit, Mister Braden Platt. It's not even about stadium lights, man. Like, dude, put the light on top of the camera, videographer. Good gracious, give yourself some self light. This is one of those, Sean. This is like a. This is one that I originally watched late night, and I'm just like trying to watch it. I'm like, I can't see anything. No. You know, my, my wife's sleeping. I'm trying to watch some film, and I'm just like, I can't see anything right now. Like, this is where I need to go down and look at the light because it's just this film is not great quality, and not because Brian Plot's not good. Because Brian Plot's a really good football player, man. But can, can we get some lights in here, man? Get some lights in here. Do something. I know it's always cloudy in, in Washington, but we got to do this like this, man. This kid's a high-caliber Division One football player. He's a top 100 national recruit by a couple services. He's a good player, man. Yeah. Give him some attention. And, and I, I've, I have talked to Braden in the past. I would say this about Braden Platt. Oregon has been the team that has been kind of assumed to be the leader for a little bit on Braden Platt. Last time I talked to Braden, he, there was interest in – getting to Notre Dame this spring. And I think that that could potentially happen. So I'm interested to see how much that changes things, Sean, because right now, I mean, Notre Dame's starting, starting a little behind the eight ball, right? Like they haven't been recruiting him very long. That's just kind of the facts of it, but yeah, I'm happy they're recruiting him because he's a talented linebacker on the board, man. He's really, really talented. So it's a wait and see as far as what the actual interest is in Notre Dame. He was very happy with the offer was very receptive of the offer. He's very receptive to media in general, which is good. It's a good thing. That means that he's open to the conversation. It's always a great thing. But out west is probably the more realistic ending point for him right now. But a trip to Notre Dame could change things. Always can. 
it's interesting that, you know, you're starting to see these trips line up. Um, March, April 1st is starting to become a big day for Notre Dame, a big weekend for Notre Dame for visits. So the month of April is definitely going to be important. I think I, I expect a big time visit announcement probably to come within the next week or so. That Notre Dame fans will love, love to hear. Uh, Notre Dame fans are all upset all the time now, Sean. I don't know if they'll love it, man. No, we're good. We're I'm good. Just, I, I'm I really, I, no, like, regardless of what side of the coin you, you like, today was closure. Today was closure, you know? Yeah. Closure is not always about everybody walking away with a smile, but today was closure. It's time to, man, it's recruiting season. It's time, it's time to move on, man. It's time yep. to move on. And the, we've shown enough film of linebackers today for Notre Dame fans to be really excited about the prospects of these young men coming for a spring visit or a summer visit. Yes, I, I think you said that perfectly. So that is Braden Platt. I think, Sean, for me, I think that he could play Mike or Will because I think he does have enough speed to play Will. I also think, though, that he has a body that I, mean, I, th- I could see him being 240 pounds and being an absolute hammer, right? So I can see I can see both sides of the coin, but he's definitely an inside linebacker. Like, there's no yeah. doubt about that. So yeah. that is Braden Platt. Let's move on to our next guy, Sean. A guy me and Brian talked about a little bit, I, I think, two weeks ago, maybe three weeks. I, I can't remember, man. We blend in so much now. It's just – it's gross how much we blend in. But this young man, name is Bodie Cahoon, Sean. Bodie Cahoon. Bodie. (laughs) Bodie. Have you ever seen all that? I was talking, I was trying to tell Brian about this, and I don't think he's, I don't think he knew what I was talking about. But there was an all that. um... No, actually, no, it's a SpongeBob thing. So there was a SpongeBob thing where uh, SpongeBob said, I love you, Bodie. And I don't remember why he said it, but it's just always in my head now. It's like, I love you, Bodie. Dude, you're talking to a humongous SpongeBob fan. So are you? Are you? Man, my my wife might be the biggest SpongeBob fan in the known world, Sean. So I respect that. Your wife is a very, she has great taste. Great taste in cartoons. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, she does. And uh, yeah, my era was the best era of cartoons as well. So I agree. But Bodie Cahoon, who is a linebacker out of Roanoke, Virginia, goes to Patrick Henry High School, Sean. As you see, he's a high academic kid, 4.1 mm-hmm. GPA. He is committed to Ohio State for lacrosse, Sean. Committed to Ohio State for lacrosse. But he is open to potentially playing linebacker at the next level. And there's a lot of schools now that are doing their homework and offering Bodie Cahoon. Notre Dame offered a few weeks ago. And at first, Sean, I'm not sure how I felt about this one. I'll be very honest. I saw the first few clips. I'm like, eh, it looks okay. But then I think the more and more you watch, you're like, oh, okay. This kid's got a little burst to him. He's got a little bit of closing speed. He's got some length for sure. He reminds me a lot of, um, do you remember Phil Pachotti from the 2023 cycle that Notre Dame was on for a little bit? He ended up in Oklahoma. I really liked Phil Pachotti, though. This reminds me of Phil Pachotti. This is a true middle linebacker, man. 6'3", 220-plus pounds. This kid's going to be 6'3", 235, 240, before all said and done. And I think he's got good closing speed from a tackle-to-tackle guy. I don't necessarily want him working in space a ton, though. right? Like I want him getting downhill 
and work in tackle to tackle. Like that's what I want to see from him. But I mean, I think there's a lot to work with here, Sean. I think Buddy Calhoun's a very, very interesting football player. Yeah, like I said, I felt the same way, and I'm feeling the same way watching it a second time. He's a really good player. He's he's a really good player. He just let me tell you something. This is like this is when you wish you watched his film first, right? Because when you watch some of some of the other kids' film that we presented today, and you get to film like this, you say, oh, "Okay." I think if I had watched this film first, I'm like, "Oh man, yes, I love this kid. I like what he can do. He's specifically at this position." But Ryan, we've watched so many guys on film that look really good in space mm-hmm. that it's like I'm I'm kind of stuck with that. Right. To whereas, you know, to get him to get Bodie Cahoon would be without sounding disrespectful, a consolation prize. Yeah. Out out of the guys we looked at today. You've already talked about not being not being able to have Sammy Brown being at a certain place of stagnation with Peyton Pierce or Darius Hayes being off the board. Then guess what? Aaron Childs. uh, Look, Tylen Singleton. Yes, please. Kingston, yes, yes please. <laughs> yes, please. Platt, yes, please. Yes, please. Like, <laughs> you know? That's funny. It is what it is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Well, Sean, let me show you a football player who, again, if you saw just the offer go out, you have a similar reaction. You'd be like, eh, it's a three-star, right? Oh, it's a three-star. It's not rated by a couple of different pro- platforms. Yeah. Let me show you a person, Sean, that Alabama wants, that Georgia wants, that a lot of schools want, that is not being rated very fairly, in my opinion. Okay. But I watched his film, Sean. I'll be very honest. This kid for me, just me, not saying this is a Notre Dame conversation. I'm not saying this is a Notre Dame take. Not saying that. I'm not saying I have any intel on this. Okay. But if this kid wanted to come to Notre Dame today, I would have taken him yesterday. Him? I would have taken okay. him yesterday, Sean. Okay. This kid's now that that's, good, that's, man. That's saying, that's saying some things because I just I, – I, I meant instead of uh, Reagan Platt, I meant to say Cole Sullivan. But yeah. I, I just said three guys now that we love – their film is particularly in space and what they can yes. do. So now we have Cameron Pruitt. Let's see what Ka- it has. Cameron Pruitt has. from Theodore High School, Sean, in Alabama. I want us to get excited here, man. Let's just watch. Let's just watch. 
Let's just okay. watch. Okay. Let's just watch. Can I say shout out to the editor? That's the perfect first play to put on film. Perfect. How about that one? Oh, boy. <laughs> and he forced the fumble. Oh, boy. <laughs> Sean, my, guy, my guy's listed about Hold six on. foot two, 190 pounds. Who's the dancing bear returning it, though? That's another great question. Another <laughs> great question I don't know. I love but, when big guys get the ball. Sean, this guy, I'm oh, telling you, man, this is a rover. This is that guy. Intimidator. Here he is playing at three high safety cover, here. Cover four. Man. Look, uh, kid is an enforcer. Kid's an intimidator. Sean, there's a clip on here on kickoff return. Yeah. Um, I'll let you know when it comes. It is one of the most disrespectful hits I've ever seen in high school football, man. This kid. Oh, here it is. Just watch it. Everyone watch it. Just watch it. <laughs> Sean, I watched this film, man. My wife was on the other side of the room. I'm watching this, and literally I'm doing what I'm just doing right now. Like, just like, oh, oh, my. What? Those types of noises, man. This kid is a missile coming from the second level. Brother. Cameron Pruitt, state of Alabama. Not rated high, but already has an offer from Alabama and several other big-time programs. This kid's good. This kid's good. I'm telling you, man. This kid can play. He can move. He's athletic. But he is an absolute missile on the second level of a defense. Absolute missile. Yeah, hey, you can't let that dude tackle you on that pick six. That should have been yep. a pick six, Cameron. He Other is great play. Yes, you're you're not wrong about that. Oh, Did that you see that last one? The shot. Wait, wait. He, he, put, he, put, he, put, he put the oh, ball out of the hands. Yeah, that was an incredible play. That was an incredible play. Sean, the best part about this kid, one of the nicest kids I've ever talked to. So nice, so respectful. Is planning a visit already to Notre Dame this spring? He'll be in South Bend. And I know people out there right now are saying, he's an Alabama kid. Notre Dame has no chance. Just hold that for a second. Hold it. Let's wait for the visit. Because this is a kid. This is a kid that I think could be a surprise Notre Dame fits. Someone just asked in the chat how big he is. He is six foot two, 195-ish pounds right now. I believe he fits best right now as a rover in Notre Dame system. He's going to be about 6'2", 210 pounds before, you know, before very long. And then we'll see from there is, is you know, can his whole body hold 220-something pounds? I don't know. But all I know is it doesn't need to, man. He is he's a good football player, man. He's a good football player. He got me excited, Sean. There's some guys you watch the film, you're just like, that got me excited. This yeah. kid got me excited. Yeah, because there's just yeah. not a lot of guys that play like this, man. I mean, every hit is just like he plays like every play is his last play, and I respect that so much. I can't even tell you how much I respect that trait because there's some guys that you know they play half speed sometimes. They don't run down on kickoffs. They don't give amazing effort. This kid, this kid has tremendous effort as a football player, man. And he's another kid, Sean. 
I think he could play a little bit of safety if he wanted to. Like Tylen Singleton, he could play a little bit of safety if he wanted to. But that physicality, that ferociousness, that downhill nature, that's why he's a drover. That's why. He wants to get downhill. He wants to stick you, man. Here he is in more of a 3-3 alignment, getting downhill. Physical, man. Physical. No nonsense. And he finishes plays, man. He strips the football, creates big collisions. It's a good football player, man. Once again, players that can play in space. You got to love it. And someone asked, and I do think that it does. Ma- it is a talking point, Sean. This was a kid that was recruited while Max Bola was on the Alabama staff. Yes, it is. So there is yes. most likely a prior relationship there, which does matter. So you, so you, so you mean Max probably brought his Rolodex with him? You know when people freaked out that James Laurinaitis offered, you know that Ohio State offered offered uh, Peyton Pierce immediately yeah. after James yeah. made the decision, right or right before? Yeah. Yes. Well, this is a, kind of the same thing, a little bit, right? That's kind of how I feel about. That's how I feel about Cameron Pruitt, right? I mean, that's a guy, probably a guy they had a previous relationship with a great evaluation though, by the staff, get on this kid. Now get him on campus and see what you can do. Cause at the end of the day, if you end this class with, let's say they get back in with a Peyton Pierce, right. And they were able to close that one out. And let's say in theory, you get a Tylen Singleton and that kid. Sean, you just got a lot of speed on the second level, man. Like that's a lot of athleticism, man. That's a lot of athleticism. And I'm sure Notre Dame fans are saying, yes, can we get them in and get them on the field? Right. Get them ready to play. That right. does Recruit them, get them to commit, get them in, get them ready to play, get them on the field. That's it, man. And I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. So, yeah, Cameron Pruitt is one of my more surprising watches recently because, I, again, I didn't know what to expect. I, they offered him – and he's another guy, right? Offered by Al Golden. Offered yeah. by Al Golden, the linebacker coach. Like, kid's 6'2", 190-something pounds. What the heck, a linebacker. And then you see the film, like, oh, he's that type of dude. He's that type of guy, right? So have all that together, you're just like, yep, please. Come on down, Mr. Cameron Pruitt. If you want to come back down from the state or up from the state of Alabama, please come on up. It, so, yeah, I, he would be a guy for me, Sean, again, I would have offered – if he was – if he was, you know, if he wanted to come to Notre Dame right this second, I would have been like, brother, you were a take three weeks ago. Come on down. Come on down. That's how much I like Cameron Pruitt. We'll see, though. We'll see what the traction ultimately is. But is planning a visit. Should have something finalized here in the next couple of weeks. And I'm excited for it. I'm excited. I think he could end up because I think what when Henry uh Tutu was at Tennessee, I want to say when he first got there, he was right at about 200. And then he transfers to Alabama. I think he's sitting at about what 225 right now, playing inside. He was actually two, he was actually 230 before the season, man. He got up a little bit. Yeah. He got up a little bit. A little bit. So yeah. I mean, that's somebody out of high school you can look at. Because when they had him in middle linebacker, I remember the first time he walked on the field, I'm like, yo, that's not your typical middle linebacker for Alabama. Like, that's, nah, nah. like he's a little bit smaller than the plugs <laughs> that Alabama usually have by the big boys. 
Yeah. But you could see where the defense was evolving based upon what they were facing. And I think you might be seeing that in recruitment here. Like based upon what Notre Dame is facing and how their staff views how they need to go at these offenses. You know, the recruiting it should be reflective of what the staff's vision is moving forward and what they see. No doubt, no doubt about it. So, Sean, we have a couple more guys we wanted to get to. Again, we're not really prioritizing this list based upon how we feel about Notre Dame because a lot of these guys we don't know yet, right? We need to see if they get on campus, when they get on campus, how the visits go, all that great yeah. stuff. There's a lot to figure out with this list. But we're more like just putting out guys that Notre Dame has offered recently that are interesting, that you should keep eyes on because you never know what could happen. A guy that I don't have high expectations for, Sean, honestly, because this is one of the highest recruit recruits at linebacker in the country. Like, I just don't know if this is a realistic one. This is Justin Williams, who's out of the state of Texas as well. He is from Oak Ridge High School, which is in Conroy, Texas. I mean, Sean, quite quite literally, man, kid's a stud. I mean, he's, he's considered a top 100 recruit, I think, by three different platforms. Like, this is not a under-the-radar kid, right? This isn't a guy that no one knows about. This isn't a Cole Sullivan who didn't have many big offers until Notre Dame came in. This isn't a Cameron Pruitt who was not a highly rated guy. This is a very highly rated player. And I, I just I don't know if Notre Dame is going to have any traction here. I mean, there's just a lot of great schools coming after him. and that, A lot of great schools that has been on him for a while. But, I, I mean, you see that speed, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> like to kick and run a little bit. Kick and run a little bit. I mean, he's a good football player, man. He's a really talented kid. I just I, – I don't know if Notre Dame is going to have a tremendous standing. You get in the race. You never know. Let's see. Oh, man, did you see him destroy that offensive lineman right there, bro? <laughs> sure did. The crazy oh. part – I, the crazy part is that, Sean, he's not big right now. He's like 6'2", 195, 200 pounds. He's a smaller dude as far as his frame. So has a lot of frame. Uh, wait to add to that frame, but he's got some pop in his Okay, pads. so you just tapped into something, Ryan. Yeah. Talk about the mentality it takes to play linebacker and how that shows up in film rather than physically guys just being able to run around that are already 6'2", 220, 225 in high school. And yeah. I mean, you're watching a guy that's like this at 190, and you say to yourself, I project him to be better than the guy that's already at the desired weight, per se, as I project him. Yeah. So, Sean, there's there's two. Um, so, the progression of playing linebacker, there's two main points of contact, right? So, one is out of the trigger step, the ability to transition downhill and then read and react accordingly. The second is when you come to balance as a striker. And that strike could come as taking on blockers or it could become as a tackler, coming to balance. What coming to balance literally means is that you get your butt down, you get in a solid power position and you're tackling it or in your power position, you're able to withstand contact. That's where it comes. A lot of guys can do number one, not a lot of guys can do number two. And I think that's what you see with Cameron Pruitt. I think that's what you see with Justin Williams. When they get to that second phase right there where they come to balance, come to balance, they become strikers. And when you look at this kid, I'm like, if he has that much of a power profile and that much pop in his pads at six foot two, 200 pounds, imagine him when he's 220 pounds, man. He is going to be a violent, violent football player. But to your point, Sean, that's all well and good, 
right? Yeah. That's all well and good, the ability to, you know, want to do it, but it, uh, the ability to be able to do it, to have that physical lower half, to be able to come to balance, play with good pad level, all those great things. But there's a mentality that comes into playing the linebacker position. That is not as teachable as the technical side, right? Playing with good pad level, playing with yeah. good bend, reading, reacting. Some guys either have that dog in them, for lack of a better term, or they do not. They don't. And I'll be very honest. As a linebacker, I, I like to think I was a pretty hard hitter, but I wasn't like, you know, the biggest hitter of all time. I came to balance well, and I rat, I wrapped well, and I was a pretty, I was a pretty, you know, I was a guy that I felt like didn't miss a ton of tackles. But then there's guys like this, right, that play just at a different type of ferocity that you can't yeah. really teach. You yeah. see his ability to just transition and get downhill and then get in that proper tackling position and then to bring fads with him. That's the rare stuff. That's the rare stuff. I love when you ask me linebacker stuff, man. I, uh, now, I love that This stuff. is an impressive young man. He's He's worth it. Like, even if you don't feel like you're in a good position right now, he's worth it. He's worth getting in, fighting to get him on campus, fighting to get him in for a visit. You know, hey, selling his parents, especially the mom. Every mom wants to choose Notre Dame. I don't care what anybody yes. says. So. Yep. And uh, and what one cool thing, too, Sean, is because you know, it, 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 I agree. How do you know you don't have a chance if you don't try? You have to try. At the end of the day, uh, the one and we'll talk about offensive line recruiting. I'm sure in the near future, right? I'm sure we'll have that conversation. But it's really weird that there were a couple players that Notre Dame just offered after Harry Heastand left that are very high recruits. Like, why were those guys on the board already? Right? And no shade at Harry, no shade because he's very particular in his process and he's yeah. a good recruiter, always has been. But why wasn't Brandon Baker on the board for Notre Dame already? Why wasn't Andrew Sprague on the board? Why weren't those guys on the board? How do you know you couldn't have traction with Brandon Baker? How do you know that? He all of a sudden became a good fit? Did he study in the offseason and become academically eligible? Like, what's the disconnect there? There's a little bit of a disconnect. So, yeah, I'd like that they offer Justin Williams. Again, it's it's an offer. It doesn't hurt to have efforts and to showcase what you can do and to see if there's any traction. If there's not – you're at the same place you were ten, uh, two weeks ago when you didn't offer him. Like, that's the same spot. It doesn't really matter. But, yeah, I, I like it. And he's a Texas kid, which you know my stance on. I, I always like uh, Addison some talent Texas kids to the board. So, that's Justin Williams, man. Very talented po- uh, player out of, of Conroy, Texas, out of Oak Ridge. They're also recruiting his uh, defensive line teammates in 2024. Yeah. It was a, a, more, a little bit more of a raw kid that – Notre Dame is taking a deep look at. So we'll see as, as that obviously continues here, Sean. So Justin Williams, I wanted to move on now. Uh, probably should have did, I did this one a little bit out of order, just realized it. But we had an Alabama kid that we just did a second ago, Caleb Pruitt. We're going to go back to out the state of Alabama, Sean. Um, and uh, one of the more popular high schools in the state of Alabama, as far as football goes, is Hoover High School. For people that follow high school football, I'm sure you know about Hoover. For people that don't follow high school football, do you remember that there was that show about Hoover? Uh, oh, no. Yeah, MTV, the coach, ended up getting yes. fired because of scandal. Now he's down in, I think, Georgia somewhere. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I, I forget what the show was called, but there was a show that focused on Hoover yeah. during that time. 
Yeah. So we're going to take a look. A young man named Bradley Shaw. He's a linebacker out of Yes. It, it was it coincided right with Nick Saban arriving in, in like the rise of Alabama football. Very interesting. You know, it was it actually was great promo for Alabama. Honestly. Yeah. It was. And uh I mean Hoover historically has been a very good program, even after Rush. I think his name was Rush Prost, right? Isn't that uh, two a days? Someone just Coach said in the Prost. chat. Two a days. Prost. Coach yeah. Prost. Yep. Yes. Yep. So yeah. two a days. Yep. And uh, and uh, yeah. So we'll take a look a little bit at Bradley. We're going to take a look a little bit at Bradley Shaw. I wanted to make sure this video popped up, and we're good to go now. So this is Bradley Shaw, Sean, another talented kid, man. I mean. I, I I think I think uh, I think Anto- uh, Antoine Johnson said this in the chat earlier, and I I can't believe some of these kids are in high school at times, man. I'm just like, how the heck are they finding all these athletic kids to play football at the high school level, man? Some of these kids just look like they're college ready almost, man. Like just big physical dudes. And again, <laughs> another kid. I think the one takeaway you get from this linebacker board today, whether it is a player that's on the board for Notre Dame, the priority board, or it's a guy that Notre Dame has just offered. All these kids can run, man. They All can of them. really, really run. I mean, look at this closing speeds. Fantastic from Bradley Shaw. You know, and you're looking at number seven. That is Bradley here. He doesn't do all the nice window dressing of like, here I am type of thing. Right. But you see him all over the place. Just watch number seven here. And uh, yeah, man, closing speed is the biggest thing. And uh, just a reminder, we're going to hit the mailbag here in a couple minutes as well. If you all want to start putting in some mailbag questions. Anthony, I saw your comment. I'm going to hit that during the mailbag if it's okay. Just want to get through the film real quick, and then we'll have plenty of time, my friends. Plenty of time. So now it's a little bit better vision here. You're going to see number seven there. Go to transition. Oh, looks like a little tip drill here. Got a tip drill? Nope. Oh, he's leading the way. And <laughs> poor kid. <laughs> poor offensive lineman. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Oh, here he is. Now he's got the tip drill here for an easy six. He's a really well put together kid, though, man. Like, I really like the lower half, Sean, on Bradley Shaw is like really strong. Like, you can see it, right? Like, he's got some really nice, um, he's got some really strong legs to him, which I think is it's, it matters, right? We talk about yeah. that power profile, the ability to come to balance. Like, that's where that stuff really matters is, is the lower half. And you can nice. see when he hits people. Yeah. They usually go backward. <laughs> they don't usually just stop. They usually go backward. Here he is at inside linebacker again, number seven. Number seven. I mean, just another good player, man. I mean, again, I, I don't know if he'd be high on the on the priority list for me, but continuing to just add talent to that board, which has been a spot that Notre Dame has done really well, well, well at at the last couple of years. So, yeah, man, that's Bradley Shaw. And the last guy for today, Sean. And we'll then we'll get into the mailbag. I want to bring up Brian Huff, who was a linebacker out of the state of Arkansas, actually. Valley View in Jonesboro, Arkansas. My, my first question was, you know, because Notre Dame's in on TJ Lindsay, who's out of the state of Arkansas as well. Yeah. Sean, what's the last player that, that came from Arkansas that went to Notre Dame? Any idea? I need actually need to do some research on that. Oh man, I, I don't know the answer to that, man. I don't know the I, answer. I feel like the last player to come out of Arkansas. Right. <laughs> I said it. I was like, "Huh, Arkansas, Arkansas." That would be a great question, actually. 
That might be a trivia question. I might start be start. I might I start doing like some recruiting trivia. The first person that comes up with the answer should get something like a mug or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Sir, I, I'll tell Brian that man. We should we should do. A, oh, that's a great idea. Great yeah. idea. Irish breakdown weekly trivia. Winner gets an Irish breakdown mug. I'm not saying it's going to happen because I am not the guy that makes those decisions around here. <laughs> but I will allocate for it. I will 100 allocate for it. Right. Absolutely. So, so Brian Huff, Sean, big kid, listed at six foot four, 225 pounds. Let me get the full screen on here so you all can see a little bit better. I think this is a. I think this is your true modern day Mike right here, Sean. Definitely can run, but it's that six four, two twenty five man. Like that is a big, big frame. And again, there's some pop in those pads, man. That running back was coming with force. And just stalemated him at the point of contact. Absolutely stalemated him. Plays a little high, which I don't love, but just an easy mover, man. Absolute easy mover. You see it, right? Like he covers a lot of ground. Again, pad level's not great, but here comes a strip sack. I love when they tell you what's going to happen before the play even happens. I want to be surprised. I want to be surprised by what happens. You're telling me what the play is going to be. Oh, man. What? Oh, someone said Luke Jones. That's a good one. Offensive lineman. That's now he was actually a starting offensive tackle for Arkansas. Luke Jones. Year. Luke Jones did yeah. come from. Yes, Arkansas. He did. Ended his year. Ended his career at Arkansas. So good job, Mike. Good job, Jay. You don't get a mug, but congratulations. Maybe next week. <laughs> Sean, did you have a thought, man? Did you have a thought? Yeah. Uh, I see good plays, but then you guys have conditioned me so much to look at footwork. And I see plays where I question what you literally just talked about you know, a couple of prospects ago. Yeah. Like that gather step and then being able to explode and come downhill. Yep. You know, but the the size and the length is absolutely incredible. This, this might be one of those kids, Sean. I don't know if you agree with this, but kind of how we were projecting a Darius Hayes that like a Darius Hayes might be a vapor. This kid might be a Viper. This might be a Viper. Might be. I don't know if he's a true linebacker because he doesn't play with great bends. You know, like he doesn't, he's not like that type of dude. I think he's yeah. a good athlete. I think he's long. I don't think if I necessarily think, think of like springy, quick processor. Like that's not really what I see in, in Brian Hunt no. personally. No, I think that's what it, I think that's, you said it perfectly. You said it perfectly. Right. Cause I was waiting to see something to say, yo, that's it. But to see him not so much on his film, just what to kind of project where he's going to be at Notre Dame. Sure. Viper probably would be perfect. Yeah. I mean, he might he's be that perfect. guy. He might, he comes in as a mic initially, and then he's like, you're kind of just like, hey, it's probably a Viper, which nothing yeah. wrong with that, man. Nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. Just Do you count kind of- that? Let me ask you a question, man. Yes. Do you yes. count that as a miss? Right. As if far you, as if you recruit a kid and you say, yo, I think he can play inside. And then you eventually move him to Viper for whatever reason. Do you say, man, we might have missed something in our evaluation if we're moving him? It, it I mean, God, I just read a comment, which just makes me laugh so much. Um, <laughs> 
I don't think it's a misevaluation if he can be a if he can be a legitimate football player at a different position. Like I, I yeah. think that that's yeah. me on it. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, is it a misevaluation by the position coach that initially had the, the thought? I guess technically, if you want to look at it like that. But I mean, if I so if I if I recruited a Darius Hayes for a second, right, Sean? If I was out gold and I was like, a Darius Hayes is going to be a great Mike for me, and yeah. then it turns out that he's more of a viper and he becomes a really substantial player is that a miss i wouldn't call that a miss i would just call it his body developed a little bit differently right like that's yeah. kind of how i look at it but yeah yeah it's a great question though it's a really great question well sean that's the uh board for linebacker as as it currently stands that is the kind of higher pecking order at top and then those are some of the players that have been offered more recently that you should keep a close eye on that we don't hundred percent know what the full traction is, but we will see very soon in the near future. Cause a few of those guys are already setting up visits. Some of them do plan to get up to Notre Dame. So we'll see as far as the traction is there, we're going to move into our mailbag next. So make sure that you keep putting stuff into the chat. We will hit those here moving forward. Don't go anywhere, obviously, because we'll hit your mailbag questions here. But before we do, if you can please hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast, Hit that notification bell because we'll be having a bunch of other shows this week. Make sure you stay up to date on the recent content. Five-star reviews if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform. I would genuinely appreciate it so much. I know Sean would as well. I know everybody at Irish Breakdown would. So five-star reviews, very very much appreciated. Go to boards.irishbreakdown.com. We'll be having a lot more intel in the near future, obviously. When recruiting is about to open back up, we're in a dead period right now, but that is going to end very soon. But thank you all for tuning in to the Recruiting Hour here on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.